This is IA Forward, your playbook for success as an independent insurance agent. Here to help you knock it out of the ballpark are your hosts, Shane Tatum and Tanya Lee. Welcome to IA Forward. How are you today, Shane? I'm feeling lovely. It's sunshining. Softball season is almost here, and that means baseball season is around the corner. It's supposed to be a, a lovely 68 degrees here in Florida today, and I'm so excited about that. My plan for the evening is when I get off from work, I'm going to go in. I'm going to make a nice little buffalo chicken dip in the oven, and I want to go sit by the pool and eat my chicken dip by myself and read a book and enjoy the warm weather that we have been missing here in Florida. We just lost like half of our listeners because they're mad at your description of your evening because they're having to deal with the fact that there's snow on the ground still where they're at. And that's something as a Texan that we just don't know. We see the beautiful pictures. We see the incredible snow. And I've experienced for the first time with a daughter in the Midwest, in Kansas, I've experienced vicariously through her and visiting this idea that snow falls and then it doesn't melt the same day. It it stays on the ground. And in her case, it stayed on the ground for nearly three weeks from an early January snow. And it was gray and it was really cold. It's kind of depressing. I'm sorry. You do things when you're younger that you look back on now and you think, oh my gosh, what was I thinking? But I'm, I'm going to give you a little bit of insight into 20-something Tanya's brain here. I kept a fund in cash in my house and I called it my homeless fund. And being in Northeast Louisiana, it does get a little bit cold. The latitude of where I grew up is very similar to, to where Shane is now. And it does get cold there in the winter. And so I had done some research to find out how much money it would take to get from Northeast Louisiana to South Florida. And if at any point I found myself without a job and homeless and was going to be living on the street, I had enough money in cash that I could get to South Florida because I had decided it would be better to be homeless where it was warm than where it got cold in the winter. Absolutely. I read an article and I can't even cite it because it's been a while, but the Anchorage, Alaska homeless population, that's a serious problem. It's always a serious problem. Any homeless population is a serious problem, but homeless population in colder regions, that's a whole nother level. The reality of it is that if you're in Florida, if you're in the Southern region, if you're just not ever reaching that point of freezing on a regular constant basis, it's a little easier to adapt. I had these illusions as a teenager that the most ultimate thing would be to be a snow ski patrol in the winter and maybe do some other things, guiding, hiking, fishing, whatever in the summer and be just this guy that hung around Colorado and mountain resorts for a few years. But the reality of it is it's different when you talk about living in a colder region versus visiting a colder region. And that's what most of us from the South do. We visit, but we don't really get our head around what it takes to live in the colder regions of the U.S. Not quite sure how we wandered over to, to the topic of 
Amateur meteorologist. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Our initial topic that I had in my brain today has to do with Abraham Lincoln. And you are a Lincolnologist. And so I wanted to go through your thoughts on why he was a great leader and how we can use the good and the bad of his thought processes and the things that he did well and the things that he may have done not so well and how we can apply that to success in our agencies. I'm a huge fan of the movie that was made, uh, Lincoln. I believe it was Daniel Day-Lewis. It was probably probably the most incredible historical movie that has been made about a president, about a historical figure like that. To me, that movie did for us with President Lincoln and the time and what he was going through during that time that Saving Private Ryan did for us in terms of war movie. The movie put you beside President Lincoln as he was going through the trials and tribulations of a split country, civil war, and the whole topic of slavery. And that's the admiration and the wow that goes into my minor obsession with President Lincoln. At first glance, President Lincoln may not be the person that we would choose as a great business success, because this is the person that started a business. He owned a general store. It was not successful. He went bankrupt. It took him years and years to recover financially from that. He ran for the Senate twice and lost. He ran for the House twice and lost before he got elected. When he was elected as president, he was elected with less than 40% of the popular vote. There are so many places that if we were citing a business book, these are all of the places that he went wrong and it would be a business lesson and what not to do. However, in real life, it's the antithesis of that. He is one of the ultimate success stories. Yeah, there's a lot of failures to success stories in business, Walt Disney being a very famous one there, how many times he failed. And you take the same kind of approach, not necessarily specific to businesses, but really just leadership and the ability to overcome just the situation that he's faced with. One of the things that we read often is that he was a storyteller. There's something incredible about being able to lead as a storyteller and tell the story and help craft for people this sort of persuasiveness that through the story will help people see that's it. Through the story, he could tell his side, and he can also empathize with the other side and the other perspective and almost argue and debate with himself. That, to me, was this incredible aha. The reason he was so good at getting people to come to his side or just understand is through these stories is that he was able to actually argue with himself about their side and see their view and put himself in their shoes. There's something to be said about that. Most carrier partner stories that I have heard are the not so pleasant ones. And, and I guess maybe that's what I've learned from it is that be nice to your carrier partners because you're going to have them in your life 
life for a very long time and they are key to your success or your failure. Even if they are no longer with that carrier, the insurance folks stay around a long time. They're going to end up somewhere else. Thinking about that further, we've actually had partners that came on board with us that did not get appointed because of how they acted with an underwriter at another company five or six or 10 years ago. So those stories do live on. How that relates to President Lincoln is just his ability to empathize with the other side as he's the central figure to try to persuade Congress to pass the 14th Amendment. And he goes through this and you see it within, again, within the movie and how it's passionately debated from both sides. What you have is a different time. You have people coming and getting in line who want to, petition the president for a problem they're having. And that was done. People just walk up to the White House. And there's all these realities that we forget about because we think the way it is the way it's always been. And there's just this thing that we can learn from negotiation, from empathizing, from putting yourself in other shoes that President Lincoln taught us. We're salespeople as insurance agents. We're predominantly salespeople. And One of our main partners in being successful is the insurance company underwriter. And yet I find agent after agent who struggle to empathize with the underwriting role. The underwriter can be your friend and your biggest advocate if you are treating that underwriter in the right way and you are understanding the underwriter's view. As a salesperson, You cannot be in this write the account at all cost mindset. You have to be in the mindset of, I want to write this account, but I want to make sure I write this account with the carrier that is the best fit for that account and that the carrier has the most opportunity to turn a profit on it because that's going to allow me to stabilize the account for the long term. If I can stabilize an account for the long term, the more successful I'm going to be because I'm not constantly having to move that account, rewrite that account and deal with problems on that account. I don't know why we struggle with this, but we can learn a lot from President Lincoln dealing with his own internal adversaries within his own cabinet and dealing with the other political party. Just all kinds of things that come out of that have taught us if we will pay attention on how to deal with the conflicts in our own businesses within the insurance agency. Several years ago, I was hiring for a new sales position and had a young lady come in. And from looking at resumes, I had already decided this was the person I wanted to hire. And I I was interviewing three different people, but this was my first pick. On paper, she was great. And she came in and she gave me statistics and she gave me all of the facts and she did everything right. She had done her research. She presented well and... I was like, okay, this is who I'm going to hire. She was my second interview. And then I had another woman walk in after that for who was my third interview. And she told me stories and she shared ideas. And she didn't tell me what our sales figures were in first quarter and second quarter of that year. She didn't have that exact information. She didn't share that information with me, which I really didn't need because I had that information. But she told stories and she brought me into her world. And we talked about what her world would look like in in this position. And this was the person that I ended up hiring because I saw as a salesperson, 
she was going to be great because she knew enough strategically about what I needed her to know to be successful long term. I knew she was trainable, but she had that gift of storytelling like President Lincoln had. I knew that she would be better in this role. And it was weird that I had that absolute shift of mindset when it comes to who I wanted to hire because I'd really already made my decision. And this is one of those places that Lincoln was so good because he could present statistics, but people don't remember statistics. They remember the story. I'm trying to think what the numbers are, but there's something like 5% of people remember statistics, but over 60% of people remember the story. He figured that out through his failures, and that's ultimately what made him a success. Stories lead to relationship and relatable connections because the only way you can really tell stories and tell them well is person to person. And I know that we can do it on video calls and I know we can do it on podcasts. Obviously, I do that all the time on podcasts. But one of the tragedies of COVID is the loss of relationship that we are trying so desperately to get back. And that's one of the reasons why I talk so often about carriers don't reduce your commission rates as premiums increase. Don't go there for your budget profitability need. I also advocate for don't cut out your travel and your marketing budgets for your people to connect with your agents. Don't cut the rates so that agents have the revenue and the profit margins to be able to go connect with the carriers. But at the same time, on the carrier side, you need to be continuing to connect with the agency force that you work with. The relationship side is where the stories are most impactful. And the person-to-person relationship was much easier during President Lincoln's time when there was this reality of there is no video call, there is no email, there isn't even phone at this point. We're going to write letters and we're going to go talk. And for the reality of efficiency and cost cutting, we do less face-to-face than we should in the marketplace today. And I have seen time and time again the difference face-to-face makes for both sides, the carrier and the agency force. We have an agency network, as everyone knows, and we have an annual conference within that agency network. And we bring in all of our agent partners, hopefully as many as will come, and we'll bring in all of our carrier partners and vendor partners. And there is a relationship development that goes on. And for the most part, everybody is doing what they're supposed to do and not acting a fool. And it's incredible. It is the most important thing that comes out of our agent conference annually. It's hard for carrier reps to see all the agents that the carrier is working with by going out to their offices regularly. But it's much easier for carrier reps, even carrier underwriters in some cases, certainly carrier regional executives or management to come in to a central place and get a chance to meet with 100 agents. The efficiency of that is really good. What you're talking about is another thing to me that Lincoln 
did so well. And he got out of the White House and talked to people. He spent 75% of his day talking to people. He had an open door policy as president. You can't even fathom that in this day and time. But there's a belief that he met every single Union soldier that enlisted early in the Civil War. Now, it is so hard for us to imagine President Biden or President Trump or President Obama or the or the President's Bush being able to meet every single person that enlists in our military, right? And, and, we're, and of course, we're talking about different numbers and different times. This was so important to him to talk to people that it was his main focus. Everything is centered around a photo op today. Everything is centered around for the sake of social media, for the perspective. And that's not a jab at my fellow marketer across the video screen here. Just a small jab, just a little. It wasn't even a hook. It was just maybe a little tap jab. And but it's one of those things that it should be a byproduct of the effort, not the purpose of the effort is the way I would maybe phrase that. That's what we have to understand, maybe get back to in a way. He was a man of the people, Lincoln. Lincoln was a man of the people. He had interactions. He talked to people. As we grow our agencies, we have to continue to be men and women of the people in terms of our customers and our staff and our employees. That's really important. There's this ability that's been romanticized. I don't know if it was in Good to Great or or another book I've read, but it was like the slow walks through the factory floor was the imagery that the, the book put out there. The best companies had the management that understood that getting down on the factory floor and working with the factory workers from time to time and staying connected to what was really happening, those were the most successful companies when it was all said and done. One of the things that I remember as a child were there were days that I would get to go to the office with my dad. Now, whether that was his office at the state office building as a pilot, or if that was getting to go in the plane and flying somewhere, but still go into the office with dad. And I can remember that he had a boss that would just absolutely engage with me and talk with me and ask me questions. And he would say, hey, Jim, we're going to XYZ this weekend. Why don't you see if Kathy and Tanya want to come along? And mom would sit up in the cockpit with dad and he and I would talk and I see this in your office. I love the fact that on days when you have employees that their kids need to be in the office, whether it's after school or something's happened and school shut down and they're still coming into work, the kids stop by your office and talk to you and they wave at you and they smile and you have that interaction. And that is so rare in the business world that the CEO makes time for the employees' kids and they have that connection. And that's part of our culture. And I, and I don't know if that's something that you created on purpose or if it was just created because that's who you are, but it makes all the difference in the world when it comes to developing your relationship with your employees and the future of our business. Here's a reality to help that I would encourage anybody to try if you don't. Number one, kids are funny and kids are easy to talk to if you just talk to them. If you stop and give them focus and attention, one of the things that maybe I just discovered accidentally was just when my girls were little, maybe something happened and they were to come by the office and they had a friend with them. It was like going 
on a field trip for them. They will say stuff. Kids say the darndest things is a real thing. They will say stuff and they will really keep you in check. And it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter your position in an organization, owner, CEO. It doesn't matter. The one good thing about kids is they will level set you. You do not have to worry about them thinking you're something big and grand. It just keeps your feet on the ground. And that's why I do it. I actually enjoy the break. One of the other things that Lincoln did that I admire and and do my best to emulate, and I know you do this as well, is that he took responsibility when things went wrong. And he didn't try to blame other people when something went bad. And when someone disagreed with him, that was okay. And there was a letter that he wrote to General Grant where he had told Grant that he didn't think they needed to go into Vicksburg and Grant said, you're wrong and this is what we're going to do. And Lincoln gave him the rope to, quote unquote, let him hang himself. And then, of course, Vicksburg ended up being a, a great success for the Union troops. And he put down in writing, I wish to make the personal acknowledgement that you were right and I was wrong. And He trusted, ultimately, the judgment of those that were on the front lines. And that's the hallmark of great leadership. And the fact that he said, "Okay, if you believe in it this much, even though it's a bad idea, you don't need to be doing this, but I'm going to let you. And then because Grant was on the front lines, he knew he was right. He stood up for that. And we all know how that turned out in Vicksburg. As a leader, giving your people the opportunity to be able to say, hey, this is what I really think we need to do. Even if you don't think it's the best idea, see what happens. If you hire well, then be prepared to be wrong in terms of decision making, because it's going to happen. If you hire wrong, and what I mean by that is you hire people who are not as intelligent as they should be, or maybe don't care as much as you want them to care, then they're probably going to just take orders from you and do what you tell them to do. If you hire well, intelligent people, maybe hire people that maybe have some skill sets that are even better than your own, which I highly advise, then they're going to come up with things that you're going to be extremely grateful for. And it's going to be better than you could have come up with or you did come up with. Debate is healthy. Accountability certainly is healthy, but also knowing when you're wrong or somebody else has a better answer, being able to let go and let that happen. His understanding of asking questions was phenomenal. He realized early in his career that if someone was doing something he perceived wrong, that he didn't necessarily say, hey, you're wrong. He would ask the question, why did you do that? Or why did you choose to do it that way? Or what were your thoughts behind this? And the understanding that he got from that or the change in his thought process of maybe it's not wrong, maybe it's just different, and that will work too. And things that within our agencies is so important for us as entrepreneurs in managerial and in leadership roles. That also led to the idea of that we give Lincoln credit for, which was that he was an innovator and he encouraged innovation. And Maybe it wasn't that he set out to be an innovator. It was that he knew how to ask the questions and how to listen. And that made him an innovator. I believe that some of the information I've read, particularly on the 14th Amendment, is that Lincoln wasn't necessarily an advocate for 
originally that slavery had to go. But over time, he became persuaded. He became something different. He saw through being in the field, through the soldier's eyes, through the the eyes of those that were being oppressed. He saw a different thing. He saw a country that could be united and he saw a way that he was going to be able to, to do this. And if he didn't do this at that moment, then we were doomed. We were going to ultimately be doomed when it was all said and done. That is innovation. We always put innovation around the technology aspect of things. Innovation can be so many things. It can be that it was something that was patented or copyrighted, but it doesn't have to be that. It can be a way of leading. It can be a way of managing. It can be a process that you implement. But there's so many different ways to interpret innovation that I don't think we should always just make that out to be something technology oriented. It's interesting how the innovation of President Legan changed our industry. This is February. It is Black History Month. And shout out to Ernie Williams, who is one of our partner agents, who posted an article on LinkedIn this month about how black men and women used to could be insured, but could not own the insurance policy and how over one third of New York life's policies were insurance policies on slavery. And I had no idea of that. And he has shared information this month that I have learned about our industry and and how it has changed. And a lot of that has to do with Lincoln and his policies and his listening. Shout out to Ernie for sharing that information and educating those of us that did not know that. And it was one of those places that Lincoln did change because, because of listening and because of realizing. And it's one of those things that we do need to know our history and we do need to know and not put people on pedestals thinking they set out to change the world when they really didn't. They just set out to listen. The key word in that that you said is education. And I love history, the good and the bad. And to ignore the bad is to be ignorant and not be educated. And I want to be educated about factual, truthful information. I do not create this negative ill will towards an insurance company for something they did that was lawful at the time. We could talk about something 100 years from now that we insure today that people may be going, I can't believe they did that. I love the view of education brings knowledge, brings us to a better place. And that's the most important part of what you're saying there is that through education of history, we've learned things and we know that was wrong and we know that should have never happened. We've got to make sure that nothing anywhere close ever happens again and we have to move forward. But there's sometimes this element of not seeing the full picture happens and Lincoln teaches us that in his actions, in the way he went about things. Was he perfect? Absolutely not. He was at times a disaster in his history. And I'm actually reading a new Lincoln book today about that. It's like showing some of the sides of Lincoln that were not great. And it's making that even more real person come to life that he was a human being, just like everybody else in, in, in history. And that's where our learning and education comes from about 
looking back on our history and being able to say, look, that's not good, but we learn from it and we're better and we're moving forward. And at the end of the day, that's the most important part is education. After this conversation, I had plans this evening to make a hot buffalo chicken dip and sit by the pool and enjoy the beautiful warm weather that we're having. But instead, I may have to fire up Netflix and watch Lincoln this evening instead. I rewatched it just a couple of weeks ago, actually. And it's just as good the third, fourth and fifth time through as it is the first time. I'm going to leave us today with this quote from President Abraham Lincoln. Your own resolution to succeed is more important than any other. Attitude's a choice. Make a great one. Bye, y'all. Ready to get the ball rolling with your independent agency? Learn more at IntegraAgent.com. That's IntegraAgent.com. Thank you for joining us on IA Forward. Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now or learn more at IAForward.com.